For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, guys. Welcome back to episode five of Do We Know Them. We are approaching those double digits at full speed. We're so legit. I feel like we are. Like we are an established podcast now. I know. I'm Jesse Smiles, by the way. Yes, and I'm Lily Marston. And uh, we talk about, you know, the various drama going on on the internet. Today is going to be quite the topic. I have to be honest. I know it's not the best way to introduce a podcast. It's not making it very appealing to our listeners, but I am not looking forward to today's episode at all. She has expressed... Um, um, some trepidation, if you will. Ooh, big word. Felt like a vocab word. We both got drinks for this, by the way. Oh, we did. We, we are. Cheers. I have a spicy margarita. Should we try and... Lily's got her chili. Should, should we try and cheers? Yeah. Just, cheers. <laughs> My cup just disappears. Anyway, today we're going to talk about deaf noodles. Oh, God. How did we get here? I don't know. Because you guys, if you're unfamiliar, um, Deaf Noodles, whose real name is Dennis, his last name starts with an F, but I'm not sure what it is. He has been like a commentary slash news slash, if you ask him, parody news channel. There's a little bit of debate on that. He basically is a, a T channel that also covers some mainstream news as well and gives what he describes as humorous commentary. I don't know at what point in the podcast you want to come out as Deaf Noodle's number one hater, but I think we should just get it over with now. I wouldn't. Lily cannot. <laughs> don't expose me. We have to. We have to go fishing for the footage that we had to cut out of our Ace Fest episode because Lily was being too mean to Deaf Noodles. I didn't ask her to cut it out i've never even like seen it again after we filmed it because she in the first cut i got from jesse it was gone because she was like no no we <laughs> you went a little too hard i want to pull up a moment from deaf noodles video deaf noodles went honestly i the video itself kind of makes me <laughs> i don't want to be mean but i just want to be like maybe stay in the in the studio <laughs> which can be funny if you're Funny. I'm sorry. I, that's the thing. I watch him, but I told you, I'm like, I watch him more because I like the things he covers. I don't really pay attention much to what he's saying. Way before any controversy, way before, I mean, anyone even had a thought that Deaf Noodles could go south. Lily was on it. She had that vibe and she ran with it. I mean, you even, you say you usually, you'll get vibes from people. <laughs> Christy Carlson Romano. <laughs> Stop saying her name. It's like Bloody Mary saying it. <laughs> <She> shows up. <laughs> Want to collab? I swear I'm not drunk yet. I didn't think there was that much weight to my rant about him during the Ace Fest video that we cut out that have we played it yet? We have. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So um, I didn't see that as being foreshadowing, but apparently it was because now things have taken the biggest left turn. It's basically, I would say a U-turn, but he, 
it's it's a different direction. It's a new place he's gone. Listen, there's a couple disclaimers we have to give before we get into what we're about to get into. Number one, this situation with Duff Noodles draws a lot of parallel to other situations we've experienced. So we may be referencing those in some sort of convoluted and, you know, roundabout way. In addition to that, I do actually want to like start off the episode kind of low-key with some trigger warnings because I feel like this gets weird. This episode is not going to touch on S a as an act or anything that is like in detail about SA, but it does touch on the topic. And this is also going to be a one topic episode, which we're exploring as well. We sometimes do multiple topics, but this is one topic. That being said, there's a lot of topics within the one topic. So don't feel like you're going to get bored. (laughs) There is a lot to talk about. So that's our little disclaimer, but we came to know Deaf Noodles at the end of 2019. So I, a lot of you guys already know this, went through a pretty big internet drama situation. And that was actually right around the time where Dennis started doing his commentary because before that point, he was a lot more of like a meme reactor. Like he would react to memes on his channel and he tried a lot of different and random avenues. And then he kind of landed on reporting on, you know, quote unquote, YouTube drama. And ever since then, he kind of just went down that avenue. He would report on YouTube drama And he did it every day on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube. Every single day he was reporting on YouTube drama. To the point that you were like, how does he, does he sleep? Because it was like, he was always the first person to be reporting on it. And in his defense, which cause like now in current time, there's a lot of him talking about how like people are misunderstanding the point of his channel and that it's a parody and it was never supposed to be taken seriously. I will say that his, I mean, it's called, he usually introduces it as, it's called Irrelevant News. And he would cover YouTubers and he didn't do it in a way that it was like he seemed very personally invested in it. To be honest, the reason I started watching him was simply because he was the first person to be reporting a bunch of headlines. And I didn't ever really, like I kind of just tuned out what he was saying. His content includes a lot of clips and he uploads super early in the morning. Like he uploads daily and they go up at like 6 a.m. So, I would wake up and I would watch, but I'd kind of like have it on in the background and I'd be paying far more attention to just like the topics he's covering than what he was saying about the topics. And he would usually only react with like one sentence. It's like those TikToks. I don't know if you've ever seen them. I actually included some in our last video on the pink sauce, but it's like those TikToks where they're showing you the clip you actually want to be seeing, but they're like heads floating in the frame and you're like, get, get out. 100%. That literally is what happens because he's still in the corner. That sounds so mean. Okay, wait, hold on. Am I canceled right now? Hold on. I just wanted like preface. I'm not trying to be mean. I think that most people can agree, however, that really we just watch, like you said, to keep up with the news and not so much. I wouldn't say there's that many people that showed up to hear the jokes. As a viewer, most of the drama channel stuff I watch is far less for commentary and more just to know what happened. I'm not super like, what does Deaf Noodles have to say about this situation? I don't have anyone that I'm like dying to know their opinion. There are certain situations that I absolutely like to hear what everyone else is saying, especially if it's the same opinion as me, because I feel validated. 
but I absolutely was never watching for his commentary and jokes about what was happening. I was just watching to find out what was happening. For Deaf Noodles, I completely agree with you. That's why I would watch him, but my opinion varies depending on like what the creator or who the creator is. So like if it's Adam McIntyre or Peter Mon, I like literally chuckle at their commentary sometimes, especially Adam. I think he's <laughs> I think he's really funny, but like he will just say things and I'll just chuckle or H3 for instance, like I do seek that commentary and I enjoy it, but I just never did with Dennis. And it's not, it's not like an attack on him personally. It just was, I think the short form content or the format that he was using kind of made it easy to just tune him out. I think for him specifically, it's that he just doesn't, like if I'm watching Adam McIntyre or Peter Mott or someone, they feel like they know a lot about the space and care like they are invested dennis just felt like an outsider commentating on it because it did okay, well kind yeah. of, you know like it i didn't really value his opinion on it because he just had to know a little bit of everything but let's get back to his like career trajectory so basically when he started doing this new stuff he would wear these cat ear were they like cat ear headphones yeah so first of all that to me alone like isn't very strange. I feel like that's pretty common. I mean, I don't I don't even watch Twitch, but I feel like that's a pretty, like I've seen pictures of streamers and I've seen a lot of people with those kind of headphones. But he describes this show and this like aesthetic and vibe and the whole like premise is that it's a parody and that he's playing a character and that he's a cat in a Minecraft house. Now again, I'm, I don't watch Twitch. I don't game. I don't play Minecraft. But just having a Minecraft background and some cat headphones doesn't really feel like much of a character to me. And honestly, I never really knew that it was supposed to be a character until one day he very matter-of-factly announced that he was shifting his content and that he was no longer going to be the Deaf Noodles character and that he was going to be Dennis. So then he started doing the news and it was honestly, in my opinion, pretty much the same exact thing, except maybe he sounded a little more tired sometimes. Lily, Lily. It was not the same thing. He cursed far more. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was like, and then he added a lot of cursing and a lot of very weird timed giggling. I've seen a few people commenting that they think I'm overdoing the curse wars. Well, here's the deal, folks. I killed off that fucking character and this is how I fucking talk. I use the word fuck as an adjective, an adverb, and a verb. Uh, so you better get fucking used to it because we're gonna fucking say fuck every other fucking word. Can't do it. I just don't have it in me to keep doing the character anymore. I'm sorry. I mean, we're still gonna talk about stuff like that. There's still gonna be some of that stuff in this video. It's just, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be a little different. As if that like the giggling was supposed to show his personality, but it was like, but what are you laughing at? I don't understand. The guy's 50 years old and he has to take advice from his 15 year old daughter. What slur is that to say? It's like, what the hell's wrong with you? And so the hater comes out. You guys are not ready I'm for not this. I'm trying to be mean. I'm just saying my observations and I'm so. I know, I, just, I know. The I just. Whole thing, I think why I get so like, <laughs> like riled up about it is because I'm so confused. Like none of it makes sense to me. If we jump back to the cat in the Minecraft house, I just feel stupid even addressing it as that, but that's what he calls it. And when we jump back to that, his character was really just someone who used sarcasm like way too much and in such an obvious way that it was kind of like, like a caricature of someone who's sarcastic. 
like it was like okay we get it you're sarcastic you know i don't know it's like oh i am very happy for you like i was just like okay we we understand kind of kind of like if, if someone like told you what sarcasm was and then you were like okay i gotta practice today <laughs> and then you just incorporated it into everything Fuck, we're gonna get canceled lily no no yeah but that's exactly it honestly and then when he made the shift i didn't really care like i still kept watching his videos and i literally watched his video today this morning so i still watch his videos also wait i i do i sorry for interrupting i do want to interject and say this whole video is not just us being like we don't find him funny there's a point why he has gotten to be controversial and why he has gained a lot of uh haters if you will um, but yes, continue. Sorry. What it really has been is that his entire fandom, like all the people he got from H3 when he hosted with Ethan and just everybody that he's gathered to this point has like kind of turned on him and been like, dude, no, like fuck this. Okay, well, so here's the problem is just like we found him when he was covering your drama at the time, which feels weird to even call it drama because it felt a little more serious than that. But he was covering that. And today he'll even post about like, serious political things. So not everything he posts is a joke and he does cover like news type stuff, whether it be YouTube or whether it be mainstream stuff. When he was getting called out for like by the commentary bros on his way of reporting, which like rare W for them, but like whatever. When he was getting called out by them, he started making a change on his Twitter to when he would address serious topics, he would literally put in the tweet like serious coverage or whatever he would put. This whole thing wasn't a parody. There was serious elements and he covered literal crimes. So I think now we'll get into like what he's saying his channel was, but I think to like blanket this all is like, oh, it was all a parody is just, it's so weird. Well, he's just, he's trying to play all sides of everything. He's like, well, no, it was a joke, but it's like, no, but you got the majority of your audience for reporting news, not being funny. And that isn't even to, an insult to be like, Dennis, you're not funny, which, you know, I didn't, I'm not saying it, but I'm saying that that wasn't the draw of your channel. Just like, for example, like on my channel, I did a video once where it was like how I edit didn't do very well because I watched it. That's how I learned some tips and tricks. Thanks, Jesse. Um, but like, for example, that's it really bad because my audience is not a bunch of edit, like that's not what they watch me for. So why would they want to see a technical editing video when they watched me like try makeup and stuff? Like that doesn't make sense. You don't get to build your entire channel based on covering a certain subject matter, but then suddenly decide that you're like really over it and like kind of just shit on that entire section of your audience. I mean, you can, but it's not gonna go well. Obviously. As as we can see. It's like us right now, we're doing an entire channel on, you know, internet drama and internet commentary. And then we just start doing what? What is it that he's trying to do now? Going on the street and like talking to people or like whatever. It's not what people signed up for. Well, and that's what I was trying to get at. So it's like what actually I touch on in my original rant that we filmed during the Ace Fest thing is he did the whole man on the street thing, going to Ace Fest and like trying to bring his comedy to the streets. And apparently that's his plan is that he wants to go to a lot more events and do stuff like that. And at the time, I was trying to be a little more, uh, maybe I'm just not the audience. That's not what you said. You said that he should have stayed in the studio. <laughs> I said stay in your lane, I think. <laughs> no, you literally said, uh, maybe you should have just stayed in the studio. You know, I mean, I, I still agree, which that's a whole other part of the conversation is he does have a new studio. <laughs> that's where things, I feel like, well, let's pick it up. Things really started to shift. Probably, I think it was like two weeks ago. His whole show has always been done on a green screen. 
And honestly, I think that that's fine. Like, I've never been like, oh, the quality of Death Noodle's show is terrible. Absolutely has never even crossed my mind. Audio's always been fine. Video's always been fine. So then two weeks ago-ish, he makes this sudden shift where he tells everyone that he has rented a studio space. That was the beginning of the end. It wasn't just the studio space. It was the studio space combined with him getting unbanned on Twitter. That was a match made in hell. Oh, well, and him getting a teleprompter because now his... <laughs> Honestly, I'm not, I'm really not trying to be mean. I think the biggest shift in his content from before and what changed two weeks ago, he has said he started using a teleprompter. I said before, it used to be that he would show a clip and he would give like a one sentence reaction. Now he has it all written. So it's like, and you could see in the comments, I'm not the only one that does not appreciate this new format. And the thing is, is it's not really a new format. It's just more of him talking and less clips, which it turns out, no one wants, apparently. I mean, teleprompter, it's a skill you very much have to practice and learn. And he's not terrible at it, but I can tell he's reading. It's not just that, it's that it wasn't properly announced that he was making the change to the storage, the storage unit, oh my God. The office space, Lily calls it the storage unit. It's not me. <laughs> they call it the storage closet because it looks like he just has random furniture in there. I have no problem with you shoot. He could shoot in an empty room and it would look fine. Why is there weird tilted furniture everywhere that doesn't match and you can't tell what it is? I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Tell us how you really feel, girl. I'm done, I can't. So uh, that literally just slipped out of me. Like I did not mean to say that. Uh, so he didn't properly announce that he was making the shift to his office unit, whatever you want to call it, in LA. I was super confused. So when he just did the Ace Fest thing, right? Which we thought was like a one-off thing. He's just going to go this one time and awkwardly interview people all around Ace Fest. But no, 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 no. During that whole little segment or video or whatever, he started referencing a girl named Tiana who was filming him yes. and when I first watched that I, thought I was, was like his I watched every Death Noodles video like who's Tiana yeah I thought it was actually his girlfriend then you come to find out that he hired two people one girl is Tiana and then the guy's name is Israel who is his editor and also both of them act in his skits which has been I'm not I literally bless your souls I'm sure like you know working for Def is like I'm not trying to come for anybody's job or anything, but when they get involved in the skits, it's really uncomfortable to watch. I demand a recount. Dennis, this is an election. Yeah, well, I demand a rewrite. Okay, uh, anyway, in other news, it's the only way to show the world that we don't give a fly fuck. Dude, just stop being so self-righteous. Yeah, but that's what I do. Nobody cares, you cringe. Well, at least I didn't take blood money from guitar. As we all know, Integrity is Austin's middle name. Uh, I don't think that's his actual middle name, dumbass. Okay. Wow. It hasn't been a very good addition, but my whole point was that he didn't properly even announce that shift. And as a creator, if you're gonna make a shift, a lot of times you're gonna be like, hey guys, this is this person, this is them. And he didn't do that properly until like way later. I know there's a tweet. Um, I feel like so much has gone on since then that I'm not gonna go find it right now, but hopefully we have it and we'll put it on the screen. Something about referring to like our shows and our space and the way he referred to his channel was much more like it was like a network, similar to how Clever had multiple channels. So there was Clever Movies and Clever Style and Clever News and they all covered different stuff. He referred to something as a show 
as if it was part of this like programming slate he has. I mean, he's always been very open about the fact that he wants to be like the soup and like Colbert and and he has always wanted Great that. Great aspirations, go for it. But he talks about it as if it already happened. I'm telling you, I think getting the office space in LA, so LA is expensive as fuck. So if he rented an office space, it's no less than like a couple thousand a month. We also have not mentioned that this office space is not just an office space. It turns out it's also a venue. See this space? This is my office here in Los Angeles. And there's going to be a performance space in it. I think it all started when he got the office space because I don't know if you remember what it was like working in an office, but like, you know, it's like that feeling like when I would go to Clever, it felt like I was like doing It feels something. more legit. I'm like, fuck yeah. It feels more legit. So I think that moving out of his apartment, which as we know, being creators and being home all the time, it does get redundant. It fucks with your focus. It fucks with Everything. Well, and not to mention that he's covering things 24 hours a day. Like, I don't know how he hasn't gone insane. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Twitter spaces, but it's basically like an audio chat room. Basically, anyone can come listen and then you designate speakers who can chime in. Kind of like a, like, how, doesn't Discord audio do that too? I have no idea. I don't idea. use Discord, but I think that that's a thing. Anyway, so he did a six hour one. Was that yesterday? Two days ago. Two days ago. I listened to pretty much the entire thing. I'm not proud to admit, but- um, Can we just talk about the best feature of the listening thing where if you are listening in, your picture and like username shows that you're a listener. And if you're verified, you go to the top. So Lily was there all day and everyone knew it. I was mortified and someone tweeted me. It was like, have you really been in there all day? I'm, like, I'm not proud, but yes. In my defense, it was like, I was in the car going to get food and I like just put it on. Like I wasn't like- Yeah, sure. You were really enjoying my play-by-play, -play, so don't even. I was gonna listen to it as well, but Lily did such a good job of texting me literally everything that was happening, all in caps and very animated. So it was great. But anyway, why I interrupted was because someone flat out asked him if he was burnt out and he was very adamant in saying and defending that he was not and that this is like the best he's ever been that this is the most happy he's ever been i'm just kind of frustrated with people in general I guess you can call it gaslighting, whatever you want to call it. But like saying like, I'm doing the best I've ever done. Like this is the best I've ever felt. And like, we have eyes, like we can see that's not true. And if the whole internet or like 90% of the internet is against you in this moment and telling you, hey, you're wrong. You're not doing something that is right morally or whatever you want to call it. And you're just saying like, that doesn't bother me. Like I'm doing the best. Like right now where everyone hates me is the best I've ever done. Come on, I hate when people do that. And that's a parallel to what we've experienced obviously but it's like so frustrating to watch like you're obviously not the happiest you've ever been well and like I feel for him like I can't imagine that must be horrible having everyone and like if he did just get this studio space and he was really excited to launch this thing and then it just really fell flat and didn't go how he thought it would that sucks and that's, that's a lot true, to yeah. cope with but this is not the way to cope with it is not to go on the internet and just act like everyone else is stupid and doesn't understand how comedy works because let me tell you Dennis that's not the issue here I don't know exactly how to pinpoint when it took a turn but like I said I think him getting so he was banned from Twitter for about a year so since last summer he was banned from Twitter well and do we want to throw in that at one point, I think last year, him and Keemstar got in a fight. My first kind of step back 
like it was like a half step back from watching him. I still have watched him this entire time. And like Jesse said, I did this morning. But my first half step back was when he lost the Minecraft character because I just was confused and annoyed because he just kept reiterating how he's not this character anymore. But it was like, but nothing has really changed. Why are you harping on this? Then I took a much larger step back and was like, can you stop? When he started going on these like 30 minute rants, not 30, but honestly 20-ish, at the end of every episode he would do, he'd like report the news for five minutes and then just shit on Keemstar the whole time. I kind of loved it. I hate Keemstar. <laughs> Keemstar has been personally so horrible to you. I hate Keemstar with every fiber of my being. I think he's horrible. But at a certain point it was like, yeah, like we all know he sucks. Why are you still talking about it? I think that my disdain and just like really strong dislike for Keemstar is so strong that when I was watching Dennis do his rants on Keemstar, I just enjoyed it. And I maybe just that's just validated. me. Yeah, I think I just felt validated and I was like, fuck yeah. But it was excessive. I can see that. I think for a little bit, I was fine with it because it also was like, so Keemstar, the big catalyst for all of this was Keemstar tweeted out what he claims was a joke and says, basically it's like he puts it out like it's a news story and says, Deaf Noodles allegedly grooming underage girls, source unknown or like anonymous YouTuber or something, uh, something that was just like blatantly not true. He actually did that because that was right around the time where Deaf Noodles reported on James Charles and his alleged victims. And he included a bunch of people or like two or three people that were, it turns out it was like a fake story. So that was not true. He did issue a correction and be like, oh, that was not correct or whatever. But Keemstar was like making commentary on that or like trying to mock that by saying like, oh, Def Noodles is a groomer. Which feels very ironic that Keemstar decided to get on his high horse and put someone in their place for something like that when he's like the king of like discrediting allegations. So I'm like, oh, no, no, but would. unless they're convenient to him, like he uses SA and all sorts of things whenever he sees fit. That tweet sparked this war between the two of them and it got Dennis to start doing these rants at the end of his episodes, which at first I got, but then at a certain point it was like, okay, you've already said, like it just got redundant and kind of like whiny at a certain point. Which I think he recognized because at one point he was like, I'm not talking about Keemstar anymore. I don't know if that's why he stopped. I think it might be because they, he su he's suing him. And when I heard this, I was like, I knew he wouldn't win it and it hasn't happened yet. Like the actual whatever hearing or whatever the fuck Trial. happens. Ha yeah, it hasn't happened. But the whole premise of it is that Keemstar slandered Dennis by knowingly putting out that false report about him being a groomer. And I mean, although I was on Dennis's side because fuck Keemstar, like- And I'll agree that it did not seem like a joke. Like it did seem like a dick move. I also though don't believe that people believed it. Like Dennis and Keem had kind of a public feud. So it felt like, no, Keem's obviously being a slimy asshole. Yeah, I think that there's an argument that could be made for both sides, but ultimately I don't think Dennis would win that because defamation and all of that is just so hard to prove. When I saw that, obviously I supported Dennis in the sense of like, okay, I get it. Like that's really shitty of Keemstar and Keemstar has said a million things about me that are completely slanderous, not true. Mm -hmm. um, it's a specialty. It was kind of a moment where I was like, 
we talked about it in our last episode where it's like suing is really fucking annoying. That's I was like, you're going to go to all that trouble and spend all the money on lawyers and like do all this stuff. And I could be wrong, but I don't think any like serious allegations or other rumors have stemmed from that. Like, it's not like it ruined his career. Well, he actually says it did kind of ruin his career and that he could prove that he lost money and stuff because of it. If so, sure, whatever. Listen, I'm not going to defend Keemstar and be like, no, don't sue Keemstar. Sue him every day of the week. It, don't it's care. less of defending Keemstar and more of like, what's the point? So going back to when he was banned from Twitter, he was banned for a year. He was banned last summer. He said that he, Twitter never told him why he was banned. He just one day got banned and all of his other accounts were banned as well. And then randomly he was unbanned just a few weeks ago. But also I don't think Keemstar has the power to get someone banned off Twitter either. He wishes, bitch. He fucking wishes. I think it's kind of dumb that Dennis thought that Keem got him banned off Twitter, but then I also don't really understand the actual reason he got banned. Yeah, I'm banned on Twitter. Thanks to fucking, oh, can I say? Yeah, said, we're okay. back. All right, all right, all right, good, good. So yeah, thanks to fucking Keemstar, I think. Sorry. In my opinion, it's I my opinion. Right. In the midst of this Deaf Noodles Keemstar war that they start against each other, I guess Keemstar and then all the commentary bros start referring to him as defamation noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Which I Hilarious. always thought was so stupid. One, because it's not funny. And two, because yes, there was the couple James Charles things. But again, to my knowledge, Deaf Noodles would always issue some kind of correction or retraction or something afterwards. It never felt like he was going on his Twitter or his YouTube and purposely like spreading false stories to defame people. Well, up until recently, but I can completely agree with that. Like I have followed him on Twitter. I don't follow him on Instagram. And like we've said, we've seen every single video of death and I just I really don't see the defamation noodles thing, which is just fucking hilarious coming from commentary bros. Let me not get into it. It's like Bloody Mary. Literally, you do not want to say anything about them that makes them come for you and I can't deal with that. But yeah, so that whole thing, I was like in defense of him. I was like, that's so stupid. Like if you're, if all the people to worry about, like I don't think Deaf Noodles is the one that you should be concerned is like spreading all these false allegations. Like maybe he had a couple slip ups because he is always the first person to report on something and he didn't know was fake but as soon as he did he said it was so i was in defense of him and he usually i think was responsible with his reporting because he was reporting on news he wasn't just telling jokes but now if you ask him about like his lawsuit with keemstar the reason that was defamation is because keemstar's twitter bio and like his whole image is based around the fact that he does drama alert and news reporting. So Dennis's argument is that people took that tweet seriously because Keem isn't a comedian and he isn't known for making jokes like that. But then that brings us to why the biggest reason I think we're here. Dennis has another feud that has decided to rear its head and really just fuck up his shit this week. And that is with this guy named Papa Gut, which that name, makes me cringe so much. I don't know anything about his content or him as a person. And he honestly, after listening to the Twitter spaces, seems like a lovely gentleman and I'm a, I'm a stan. Based on what he said in the Twitter thing, that's it. Lily texted me, she's like, we stan Papa Gut, Papa Gut. Ew, ew, but I hate the name so much. I, I, can we call him like PG? The words Papa and Gut separately really bug me, but then together I'm like, oh God, couldn't you have picked another one, please? But so, I don't even, of like, how confusing has this gotten? It's gotten super confusing, but the first time that I remember seeing Papa Gut was Dennis re-uploaded their debate 
that they had, I want to say a couple months ago. I couldn't sit through the whole thing. It was very uncomfortable. And again, I'm not just here to be like really mean to Dennis. I, I have nothing personal like with him or whatever, but like he's such a bad debater like he's not a good debater at all and like it was hard to sit through because papa got like annihilated him you know and he was just there like okay i'm just gonna get meaner as this just say, episode it. Comes say on. it say it say it but listen guys we just gotta tell her how it is okay we're real here dennis on this twitter space talked a lot about his formal training in comedy and improv probably 50 times if i actually counted and that is not an exaggeration you guys i have never heard someone reference their own personal credentials, I guess, if you will, so many times as a way to then act like you're right. And one thing that's interesting about that is that I actually studied improv too in like high school and stuff because I was a theater kid. Yes, and? Um, huh? Yes, and? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was look an improv at you. Joke. Look at you. We did have to do a lot of like improv work because in theater, sometimes even if it's not an improv show, like you want to be able to like pick up something if you fuck it up. As someone who has minimal 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 training in improv he is so bad at improv and that's not even like a matter of taste i feel like it's an objective truth because now especially you see it in the skits and i know the skits are pre-planned and they're like written out with his two employees but i assume some element of it is improv because it seems like it's kind of supposed to be and his only improv is to just stand there and be like all right. And that's actually the worst thing you could do in improv. Like you never, you just said a yes and. Like you do not want to fucking end or make a definitive like end to something. And he does it constantly. You can just tell in this debate with Papa Gut that he's not good at not only debating, but improv in general. Like he couldn't keep it up. He just completely shuts down and like almost forgets how to talk. Honestly. He did it in his Twitter space all the time. Well, and like, I get it because... Same. Like, I could never do improv. That is not something I literally, my brain goes blank. And I'm like, I, I do Lily, not know what to say. you're doing improv right now. No. You're bringing up my point, though. Because I was going to say, Dennis even says in the Twitter spaces multiple times, I would say at least five, that he is not a debater, you guys. He is not a debater. He's never said he's a debater. I wanted to chime in so many times, but I know how to stay in my lane. And I know that I would have sounded like a dumbass if I said anything, because I probably would have caught all like clammed up and not known what to say. But he kept saying, I'm not a debater. That first debate with Papa Gut, yeah, they called it a debate, but it's like, Dennis, you're not a bad debater. You don't know how to have a conversation. Yes. That is what it comes down to is literally, it wasn't even debating a point. Like you just have to talk to him. You would think that it would just be in a debate environment because I can completely see how that situation can make someone feel uncomfortable and not really know what to say when you're in a debate with someone else. I personally don't even like watching debates. It makes me feel super uncomfortable. But if you watched H3's uh, Steamy Awards where Dennis hosted in it, did you watch that? Mm -mm. Dennis can't really come up with any good commentary at all for anything. Like Ethan is there and Ethan arguably gives like alley-oops to people all the fucking time that all you gotta do is just slam it in, you know? Like he gives you that leeway where you can work off of and Dennis would just sit there and just be like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we know who's it gonna be. I think, yeah. Fantastic stuff. You know, pretty exciting category. Yeah. You realize what a big year it's been, huh? Yeah. It's uh, some big names. Yeah, there it is. It was, it was yeah, it's crazy. Thank you, man. Appreciate yeah. that. What a year. Well, 
And I'm like, Dennis, you're you're on the H3 podcast. Like there's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousand people watching right now. Like say something. Like it was awkward as fuck to watch. And that is the person that is saying he has formal comedy training. Well, and I think a lot of it probably even with, I didn't watch, so I'm not sure what they were discussing, but it was the steamy. So it was like drama awards and stuff. So it's like, I don't think he has enough like vast knowledge about all the topics they're discussing to be able to really even make actual jokes about it. Cause he doesn't really even know like, uh, what do they say? Like Jack of all trades, master of none. Like he knows a little bit about everything, but he's not an expert on anything. And which apparently includes comedy, despite all of these credentials. He says that he literally went to school in New York, right? I don't know. He referenced like his his come up in New York on the stand up comedy scene. He says he's performed in like every prestigious comedy venue there is. In there, New York and LA. He's been on the top comedy podcast. If he mentioned his fucking vulture interview one more time. You guys, during this Twitter spaces, Anytime someone would like ask him a question or kind of like press him on anything, his go-to answer was just to like go back to his experience as a comedian or that he's already said in this interview he did two years ago. Did an interview with John right, Juan, literally right? talked about the exact same things. Oh, you're talking, talking about, about the vulture that, one, right? This actually circles back to a point that was made hours ago, which is, you know, uh, to, to what extent? Do people want to accept what I do or place what they wanted to be on it? Okay, yeah, like yeah, I, but Dennis, I, I watched, I'm the only one on the call who's listened to your Vulture interview. I'm the only one here who has. Dennis, I know you are not watching this right now because you also said during this Twitter spaces, anytime someone was like bringing up a thing that you ha you were involved in, you never watched the other person's thing. You were straight up it and going, well, I don't know. I didn't see it, but then getting mad about it. He would be like so adamant about something, but then you'd ask him why. And he'd be like, oh, I don't know. Actually, I didn't really see what I'm talking about. Someone even on the Twitter spaces said it gives major Jeff Wittick going after Kat when he hadn't even read the article about David Dobrik. Oh my God. And then he got slammed on frenemies for it. Yeah. That's exactly what Dennis is doing. Yeah. And, and what's really cringy is that even if Lily actually brought this point up on text and I'm like, that is so true. She's like, when has a comedian ever had to explain to you their training? Like ever. Like if someone's a comedian, you kind of just like, no. If you have to tell someone that you're a comedian, I have some very unfortunate news for you. Oh my God, when Adam McIntyre, I have to put the clip where he was referencing Def Noodle stand-up because it literally made me crack up today. Do you remember the his comedy show? He, I'm giggling because he's so funny because he's a comedian. Do you remember his stand-up show that he was so proud of that he used on Twitter for like an entire year as his pinned tweet, which was a comedy video of him in a comedy club where his entire bit was him walking around the stage singing a Lizzo song in different volumes? Like the comedy clip of Dennis, if you haven't seen it, I won't put you through it. He would be like, yeah, but boy problems. That's a human. That was... <laughs> I'm laughing thinking about it. That was his stand-up comedy. But like I was explaining it to Lily because I saw this clip like a year ago when Dennis posted it and he did have it pinned to his Twitter profile for like a year. And it was him doing stand-up, I think like at the improv or something. And all the stand-up was, and this is not like exaggerating, like I have to find that fucking clip, was Dennis reciting Lizzo lyrics. Like saying like, I just took a DNA test, turns out. <laughs> Yeah, I got boy problems. <laughs> How'd you win your career? Just a little. You're supposed to hold me down, but you're holding me back. 
And that's the same. <laughs> I'm sorry, what universe are we in? That's not funny. And what's crazy is that, you know how many people have told me and Lily, right? In, in the years that we've been on the internet, like, oh, you're funny, you make me laugh, you this. I will die. I will die before I ever say I'm funny or any sort of comedian. It brings it all back to him on the him defending everything he does by being like, well, everything I do is a joke. It's all a parody. First of all, no one knows it's a joke because it's not funny. And two, half the time you're not joking. You are reporting on actual news. I agree. And I just think that as someone, if we just want to jump back super quick, he did cover my situation with you know who multiple, multiple times. And not only that, so during last summer, God, the last two summers have sucked ass. But literally last summer, he was covering all of this on Twitter. And he who shall not be named was tweeting a bunch of nonsense, if you remember that. If you guys yes. have, didn't follow this situation, honestly, we're not getting into it. But he who shall not be named was saying some really shitty things about me on Twitter. And Def Noodle started reporting on it. And then he actually ended up deleting it. And I think either messaging me or Jen and saying like, hey, I don't want to report on what he's saying. Like, I don't, you know, it's not right. And I don't want to bring any more like basically any pain to the situation. And I really respected that from him. I was like, you know what? Thank you. I appreciate that. What bothered me about about that situation and now looking at all of it as a whole is like Dennis like you did cover things that were very serious and like actual crimes and things and you did so in a way that I actually thought was completely fine and respectable and I just think that maybe blanketing it all and saying like I wasn't serious about any of that and I don't want to do any of that I just want to go on the street and shove my long microphone into people's faces I don't think that's the way to go I just don't about this whole thing I just don't think it is I don't know well and he, you don't get to get all pissy that you have a bunch of drama channel viewers mad that you are saying that you don't do drama and like you're like kind of walking back on all this content you've been doing when that's literally how you built your channel and what's weird to me is that when i was listening to the twitter space thing briefly i did notice when he was talking about the shift that he wants to make it's not that crazy of a shift like he just wants to talk more about like celebrities instead of youtubers isn't that right or no it seems like that but then also like so adam mcintyre um was a speaker a few times and he was cracking me up <laughs> specifically one of the times that Dennis was talking for like a minute straight and adding those okay well you could have used a lot less words to say that but and Jesse's even described before because I'll be like he's just saying words it's just run-on sentences and she's like it is a word salad now he does rants but not so much like uh rants like he used to do about Keemstar now he just kind of like talks into the void and I my brain literally turns off while he's going on and it's on about because he's stuff. reading it off the teleprompter oh maybe that's what like like my brain literally shuts off. It fucks with his cadence and like how he's delivering it. He's reading. He's not saying it from like a place of passion. He's saying it because it's written and he might not have written it. It could have been Israel or Tiana, which I hope not because I hope more for their careers. Oh my God, I know. Can you imagine being them? Like just a side note, they just started their job with Deaf Noodles. They're like, hell yeah, we're working for like a small, cre like a creator in this small space, a small company. This is awesome. And then he gets canceled like a week into their employment. <laughs> literally a month ago you tell someone you're working for deaf noodles and they're like yeah that's awesome you tell them today they're like 
Oh. Maybe start searching on LinkedIn. So shall we get into the most controversial aspect of this? Yes. And why everyone actually is mad? Like people are more confused about his humor and like the overall trajectory of his channel. But there's also something that people are like mad about and just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And I do want to just say that if this element of the story had not happened, we wouldn't be here today talking about any of Absolutely this. Absolutely not. I don't want it to seem like we're just here to like rag on Def Noodles and talk about his content and whatever like if this part hadn't happened there would be no reason for us to talk about it we really had no issue with Def I mean Lily can't speak for her but me personally I didn't have an issue we consume his content every day like it is what it is but this it honestly disturbed me so this is where the like trigger warning comes into play and stuff this is where it changed for me having like an issue with his content I never had an issue with him as a person now I'm concerned and I do um basically this papa gut thing comes back up so I think the reason I didn't ever really watch the papa gut deaf noodles debate thing is because I didn't know the topic that they were debating I guess papa gut has posted something in the past where he was like laughing at someone who had been involved in an essay. Oh, you're talking about the joke that Dennis was referencing? Yeah. From what I understand, he was making a joke not about the actual um, predatory nature of what he was commentating on. He was making a joke at the expense, I guess, of those people, but the joke was really in poor taste. So he, the joke was something along the lines of, and it's pretty offensive, but it's like, if she bleeds, she breeds, right? That was the that was the Andreas Lopez one, though. Oh, there was another one? I feel like their debate was about this other incident where then Dennis kept trying to like use that as like, well, you did this. But basically what I'm getting is that Papagat has made a couple comments controversial comments but never from a place of like actual malice or think like it, it was never like a gross well as we've known on the internet though it like intent doesn't always matter if you like say something gross you say something gross however from what I've seen again we are not familiar with Papa Gun's content and maybe that's a good or a bad thing for this episode I don't know but um it's clear that when he does cross the line with the like tweet that I just referenced he does step back on it and like denounce it and be like I shouldn't have said that and I can at least respect that I guess and on top of that from what I've learned during the Twitter spaces is that apparently he generally uses his platform to explain expose child predators and stuff so like that's a very key element in this because after the debate I guess they still had some beef and I don't know how things escalated but eventually Dennis starts tweeting out all of this stuff and it was not one tweet it's been like I want to say at least five to ten probably and oh god if that doesn't remind you of certain situations because like I tried to pinpoint like why did this come up why did Dennis wake up this morning and just be like fuck Papa Gut but I couldn't find it and he went so hard and I can I literally can imagine how Papa Gut felt because it's just like well who's shitting your fucking Cheerios this morning like what the fuck did I do so he starts making all of these quote unquote jokes according to him because Remember, he's a comedian and he has a comedic background and he came up in New York on the improv scene. He made all of these jokes that Papa Gut was a P word. We have to clarify really quick. He didn't say that Papa Gut was a P word. He said he looked like one. Which is a huge difference. But no, in the same tweet, though, that he said he looked like a P word, he insinuated that he got, which... I do not know how Papa Gut's rise to fame occurred, but Dennis implies that it was from, and he uses quotes around jokes about 14-year-old girls or something, and he claims that he uses the quotes in a way that does not make sense. It's like, no, no, anyone that understands 
how comedy works. Anyone who understands how quotations work would not have made that decision. Basically, how Dennis uses the quotes don't really match up to how he claims he meant to use them. And instead, it just makes it seem like Dennis is saying or implying that Papagut is a file. Which, even if someone is just saying you look like a file, I would say that that's a pretty offensive, not funny joke. And I thought the most insane part of all of this is not only that one, he's suing Keemstar for calling him one. He's literally suing someone for basically doing the exact same thing, to which he defends by claiming the difference is, is that he's a comedian and Keemstar is not. Their Twitter bios. That's Holy that's the difference. Shit. Keemstar doesn't only tweet news. You don't only tweet jokes. So you can't use your Twitter bio as this shield of like you can't hide behind that. That's bullshit. Can you imagine him showing up in court and trying to convince the judge like I'm a comedian and he has to like show evidence and the judge is just sitting that there like all I've thought about is how he was going to just list off all of his credentials. He's like, well, judge, if you've read the Vulture interview, <laughs> you would know that I'm a comedian. No, but so that pisses me off alone. But then Papa Gut came on the spaces and I think he had this argument with someone else that Dennis very heatedly, so angry and so attracting goes, do you think it's funny? Like, do you think jokes about f***ing children are funny? Over and over to multiple people that came on the spaces. And all of them are like, no. Like, no one thinks that Papa Gut thinks that f***ing children is funny because of that tweet he made that he already apologized for numerous times. How are you even remotely making that connection? But you're making tweets about pedophiles, which is literally the same thing. Okay, when I eavesdropped on the uh, listen or whatever, what's it called? Spaces? Uh, what a weird I, it doesn't like, make feature of Twitter, honestly. But when I dropped in on it, it gave me very three hour phone call vibes. Honestly, that's why I couldn't listen because it was kind of hard to hear Dennis, number one, completely not get the fucking point, like at all. And I understand debates are like one person thinks one way and the other but person again, thinks the other this way. This wasn't a debate. This was a conversation that he was incapable of having. And it gave so many three hour phone call vibes because to hear someone be confronted with something that they did that is undeniable. Like, it's not like maybe someone told me this. No, no. They're literally calling him out, not to his face because it's voices, but you get my point. And them genuinely not having a way to get out of it. So they just talk in circles and literally don't let you call them out. That's what happens when you're talking to someone who is not there to listen in any way. Because like I said, I know a debate is one person thinks one way and one person thinks the other way. But when you're trying to talk to a fucking brick wall, it is so debilitating. And you kind of saw it on the spaces where everyone finished their conversation. Like you had mentioned to me on text, just so defeated and kind of like, okay, I give up. Because when you're talking to someone who like they're talking to hear themselves talk. And what's so funny, and I just heard it like multiple times on the few times I dropped in, Dennis would be begging people and be like, are you going to let me speak? Are you going to let me speak? And they'd be like, okay, go. And he'd be like, uh, well, to circle back to earlier, the Vulture interview. <laughs> I actually found out about this while I was getting ready for the podcast. And apparently this was discussed in the spaces as well. But one of the most disturbing parts of all of this was that apparently Papa Gut was on his channel talking about this situation. And 
Dennis had made some sort of comment about Papaga trying to piggyback off of his wife's trauma, which is her essay. Well, so apparently the reason this has gotten so like volatile and Papaga finally came in the chat to talk about it was because Dennis is posting all of this stuff using this picture of Papagut crying. And this photo is a screenshot from a video where apparently Papagut is recounting the time that his wife told him for the first time about her very violent R word. He is discussing with his audience how it broke. I'm literally getting goosebumps even talking about it because it's so sad. And to hear Dennis's reaction and also fucking Nicholas DiOrio coming on there and being just this, i he's devoid of any empathy or human feeling at all. Papagat is saying that he went on and was telling his audience, he was recounting this experience when his wife told him this and how it broke him as a person because he had gotten upset and his wife apologized to him and said that she was sorry to him after telling him about her R word. And he was like, why are you apologizing to me and how much that that affected him? And I guess he broke down in tears telling his audience about that. Understandably so. That is a very emotional thing to be talking about and to just be like navigating. Papa gets also saying, I was not trying to claim it as my trauma and it made me so upset that she was trying to comfort me as if it was my trauma when it's something that was so traumatic for her. Dennis then tried to say one that he never knew about like he said that the first time he heard about that that's what that screenshot was even from was during the Twitter spaces, which I call 100% bullshit on. Unless he has his head so far up his ass that he has just ignored everyone for the last week, there's no way that's true. He wasn't just tweeting this picture of Papaga crying about his wife's horrific trauma. He actually, for a brief moment in time, sold this picture on a shirt as merchandise. And when I saw that, like, I shit you not, I wanted to vomit. And then that he has the nerve to then say that Papa Gut was piggybacking off someone else's trauma, aka his wife's. I'm so sick and tired of people like Nicholas DiOrio and, you know, Def for saying this. Like, do people actually think that trauma or recounting it, whether it is yours or, you know, you went through seeing someone go through it or whatever the fucking case may be, why do these people think this is fun? And like Papa Gut said this on the spaces, but he was like, you know, this is not fun for me to say like this because Nicholas Diorio was like, this is the trauma Olympics, which he very much said things like that during my whole thing as well. And it's like, I'm sorry, who gives me a fucking trophy for this? Like, why would you think that this is a, an enjoyable experience? I'm sure like literally you have to be so removed from human emotion to think that way. And it's like disturbing as fuck. Well, and then when he would bring it up, he's like, so do you think that my wife's was funny. Like, do you, cause you're joking about it. You're, you're making memes out of it. What it like, that is my reaction to that. And Dennis literally was like, well, I wasn't thinking of that. I just think in memes. Well, you should have been thinking of that. I don't give a fuck if you don't know where that came from. If you, whatever, if you see a human being crying, like literally sobbing, like he was in that picture, what makes you not want to find out where that came from or anything like that? What makes you want to fucking sell that on a t-shirt, Dennis? And what makes your first reaction that it's piggybacking off someone else's 
versus trauma. What kind of person are you if the first thing you think of when you see someone else crying is that it's fake for attention? You know what's disturbing about it also? Dennis has in-depth covered my situation. And when it comes to my situation, because it has nothing to do with him, it was in favor of me for the most part. You know, whenever he would report on it, it was in favor of me. It was saying like, you know, basically can't believe this person did that to Jesse. But then you have someone that you disagree with, maybe on certain levels, and all of a sudden your human empathy disappears. That's not okay. You have to look at this situation for what it fucking is, and you cannot be so biased that you lose your fucking humanity. Well, and then to claim and hide behind the fact that you are a comedian. It says comedian in your bio, so that must mean all of your tweets are just silly jokes. Dennis, first of all, you're not funny. I think everyone agrees. Sorry. Second of all, if the funniest jokes you have are about someone looking like a file or using pictures of them crying, guess what? You're, again, not funny. And honestly, if he didn't know about the crying thing and you wanna say, momentary slip up, it was a lapse in judgment, he's right there on the Twitter spaces. You have him there. Apologize, say I didn't know. If I did something, I mean, I wouldn't do something like that. I wouldn't even get to that point, I would hope. But if someone then told me that, I would be mortified. I would be crying, literally being like, I am so sorry, I had no idea, I didn't mean to do that. Of course. I, he, instantly just still defends himself. But you see these people do this all the time and you see it in tweets that he's put out recently where he's like, I'm the biggest thing on the internet and like, we're gonna explode the internet and all of this crazy shit. You see it all the time where it's like, how many times in the last week of your life, Dennis, have people handed you a like, get out of this card. Like, it's like a, hey, all you have to do is just apologize. All you have to do is just do this. And instead he has repeatedly run into a knife and like continue to fuck himself up. I'm going to share my favorite metaphor that someone told me. Um, I think it was probably this past summer and it was about uh, she who must not be named. <laughs> and they go, it's like she's drowning in a two foot pool and all she has to do is just Stand up. Dennis, that is exactly the same. I relay that advice to you. Listen, I'm not here to speculate on anyone's mental health. I don't like doing that. It's not something I find to be a healthy or productive thing necessarily to do. But one does wonder like, hey, what is he going through right now? Because it, it seems, and I don't want to use manic because I feel like everybody jumps to that in this type of situation. But I texted Lily a few times where I'm like, this is a little reminiscent of like Fousey tube times when he was having a manic episode. I don't know what is going on. It's the grandiose speech, you know, when they start thinking like, I'm the best thing ever, I'm the best thing. Well, this thing. is actually like a perfect segue into our um, next part of it is back to this office space that is a venue. His latest thing, which he was promoting a lot in the Twitter spaces and then a lot on Twitter now, is that this office space is also being made and he's doing a bunch of construction and all these remodels and it's going to be a venue. What is this venue for, might you ask? Comedy, obviously, because he is a comedian. Um, did you read his Vulture interview? He apparently is going to host roasts, YouTuber roasts. Check this out. This whole other room in my office. See, that's my office right there. This whole other room is a performance space. I've been wanting, actually I almost bought a comedy club earlier this year, but now I have one in my office. And we can fit about 50 people here. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm going to, after I get back from Juggalo Fest, I'll release all the information, we'll put tickets up, etc. So what we're gonna do in two weeks is we're going to start having roast battles. So everybody talking shit right now on the internet, 
I invite you to come to my office to say it to my face. Pay the $15 to get through the door and welcome to the roast battle, baby. Let's see if you can survive the heat, bitch. The whole reason, I explained this earlier, the whole reason why I want to do the, the roast battles is because I want to have this face to face. And to me, that's just like, that whole video, it was just serious cope and excuses to not do what he did on the internet to someone's face. Like to me, the, the, the most cowardly thing you can do is like, come on my live, come on, come on my live. No, do it in person, like say it to somebody's face. Cause a lot of these guys are internet tough guys. They like to talk real fucking big, but I'm, we're gonna put that to rest. To which I have so many problems. Number one, what does that mean? Number two, he's charging $15 a pop at the door, honey. So let's start with um, logistics. We already talked about his new set and stuff that looks like a fucking storage closet. Not to be mean, but yeah, Dennis, get maybe perhaps hire an art director. He did put like a, a picture on Twitter where it looks like someone's working on a set in the background and it's just getting worse. <laughs> it's like, Dennis, we got to get an art director in here. We got to make this, we got to ramp this thing up. And like, his sound hasn't been great necessarily necessarily in his shows on the new set and like the lighting is off and there's like weird reflections going on behind him and stuff and I'm like if you can't figure out all the technical stuff for your daily show that is your literal job what makes you think you're producing a live roast with another human that you don't know that's probably going to show up like right before you're supposed to be filming and then put on this live production with a live audience Dennis if you can successfully pull off this, just the technolot, I'm not even saying the roast aspect of it, just technologically, if you can pull this off, I will be so impressed and so blown away. My other concern is he told us on the spaces, I believe maybe in one of his videos, that this venue that he has, which is also his office where he works every day. So he's blatantly telling everyone that he is at this location constantly. In 2022, call me pessimistic, but I don't think it's a good idea to publicly list your office and venue where you're gonna have people that have followers and where you have followers that right now do not like you very much. One crazy person, that's all it takes. Why would you ever think that this is a safe experience for you or any of these live audience members or the people that are gonna roast you? None of it makes sense. I'm sorry, Jesse, go. And it's important to note that he is not just like saying, hey guys, come to my comedy show. He's actually inviting people that are avidly against him on Twitter and saying like, pull up to this venue on this date. And I mean, we have to think back to Christina Grimmie and her just horrendous tragedies that have happened because of one person that's insane. And Christina Grimmie didn't even do anything. She was a sweetheart who virtually had nobody who didn't like her. Now you have Dennis who has 99% of the internet against him and he's inviting people to this space and charging them $15 a pop to enter. It just seems so not sound of mind. It's not safe for him. It's not safe for anyone he's inviting there. And it's definitely not safe for any audience members. Do you think he's going to have security? Is Tiana running the door? Like, I don't understand what he thinks that this is and how big this venue is. It makes no sense to me because I just, one, the roasts are just going to be the cringiest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. But 
Also, the logistics just don't make sense, and it's dangerous, and it's just stupid. It's like he didn't think it through at all. I remember you texted me something about someone that studied comedy with him joined the spaces. I don't know if that was really someone that studied comedy. It was someone that worked for Insider as well, and they were trolling him. Oh my god, seriously? Basically, they were trying to be like, you're glamorizing like the standard comedian route that literally any comedian has to take by doing open mic nights and doing stand-up and not necessarily doing great. Basically trying to say he's not an established comedian without really saying it. And instead, um, Deaf Noodle stands came in and were like, so what's your definition of being a successful comedian then? So like if, if someone's an aspiring comedian, like do they have to have a TV show for them to... That's not what the person was saying. And I think we can all establish that the point is just because you have all of this quote unquote experience doesn't mean you're entitled to success. And it also just doesn't mean you're funny. That's what I, I mean, I was trying to be nice for once, but. (laughs) No, because I mean, seriously, you see it all the time with singers as well. You can sing every day of your life. You can be formally trained. You can pay someone to teach you how to sing and you can still be the worst singer anybody's ever fucking heard. Like training doesn't equal success. And like I said, and you saying that most people were just paying attention to like the clips that he would put in. It all makes sense. It's like, Dennis, what part of this journey made you think that everybody enjoyed your comedy? Well, and that's the whole thing is like, he he only can reference all of the stuff before his YouTube channel started because none of this has really been comedy. It's been news coverage with a comedic angle. Yeah, and, and you know, we have our own channels and I'm sure that you've gotten comments where people will like pinpoint a specific thing you said and been like, oh my God, I'm like chuckling at that part or certain things like that. Like I don't ever see comedy like that on Deaf Noodles pages. It's just people commentating about the drama he's talking about. People will be like, oh my God, Addison Ray's dad, blah, 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 blah. But nobody's ever like, oh my God, Deaf. Like at this point, like I was literally crying, laughing, listening to you talk. Like nobody's ever said that. <laughs> I would guess that a lot of people similar to me were not watching his content necessarily because he was hosting it. I liked it because of the content he was covering, like of the topics he was covering. I don't know where to go from here. I guess we we have to see what happens at the roast. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Anyway, I hope that um, none of you are <laughs> huge Deaf Noodle fans and hate us now. No, I mean, even if you are, I feel like unless you're literally someone who doesn't care about like anything, it's like you probably have an opinion on this because like we said, we're people that were, I guess, fans of Deaf Noodles or people that watched him. I'm not saying I hope that no Deaf Noodles fans are watching because I'm sure there are people just like us. I hope that we didn't just cancel ourselves because people think we're being too mean. Well, you know, that could happen. But at the end of the day, you know, we've said this a million times, but we really are just like playing around with the format of this podcast. And with these one episode things, we're going to dive deep into things and we're going to have opinions on it. And if you think that we're just two bitches, that's fine. It's usually the stuff that we're more passionate about. That will be the one thing. It's if there's a lot of opinions to discuss. And as you can tell, Lily was definitely passionate about this topic. Stop acting like you aren't equally as annoying. Not equally not as invested lily's way more invested in this deaf noodles downfall than i am that's just because you were editing our podcast and couldn't listen that's true (laughs) i was busy and it was too triggering because it was like ptsd from yeah but anyway let us know what you guys think about this i i really do want to know what this discussion is going to look like because i feel like a lot of people feel the way we feel but maybe you don't so let us know one way or another how you feel 
about this weird ass turn of events. Yeah, I, I think I've said enough. I should <laughs> I should log off for today. Thank you so much for watching. Um, if you guys can like this video and leave a comment, that would really help with the algorithm. YouTube really has been being so nice to our podcast and we are shocked. So we would love for it to keep going. Yeah, we really would. Thank you so much to those of you who keep coming back episode after episode because there's just so many episodes we put out. So proud of us. Oh my God. And you guys were so nice in the comments on the last one. Thank you so much. Oh my God. You guys really were. Let's put some up on the screen right now of you guys who were like so sweet to Lily and letting her know that the majority of you love her and that her voice is just fine. my confidence. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening and sitting through this if you sat through it. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Oh my God. I'm sweating so much. Bye.